0: Welcome to Threepcast, 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 Threepcast. I'm Anton. <laughs> Anton, 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 Anton. I'm Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex. I'm Elliot, Elliot. Is this the actual thing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes let's go. That, was the, that was the intro. All right, welcome <laughs> to the mini-show. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
1: Hello,
0: everybody. Welcome to Threepcast. Uh I'm Elliot. I'm, I'm Alex <laughs> a collision there. Head on collision. Ah. And this is the three cast mini sode. Three cast mini sode number one. It's about time uh, you got here. I've been waiting like all day. <laughs> we uh we decided that we wanted to mix up the format a little bit, so we guys uh we are going to give you guys a fast paced, <laughs> rapid fire look at some smaller adventure games that are probably too short to cover in a full-length episode. Woo. So we're going to be coming at you with high-octane adventure game content today. Whoosh. And subject of this mini-sode is going to be Homestar Runner Flash Adventure Games.
1: This is in leading up to Strong
0: Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People in the full next episode. Yes, that is correct. So we're hoping to maybe provide some contrast between... Uh, the adventure game approach done by the Chapman brothers in their uh, online Flash games versus Telltale's approach in Strong Bad School Game for Attractive There's People. There's no comparison. That's rude. Anyway, so um, just to like lay down some groundwork for what to expect, um, we're going to skip the news. Uh, we're going to skip small talk, finding out how everybody's been. We're going to jump straight into the games. Uh, we're going to cover five total adventure games from HomestarRunner.com. and um, Also, the other thing is uh, this entire episode is going to be spoiler zone we're just going to jump straight into talking about puzzles and story and whatnot and look man if you're concerned about spoilers for dungeon man you've got bigger problems like not playing dungeon man i know right Right. you have no excuse these games are all available online for free well they're like 15 minutes long that too (laughs) play it when you're supposed to be working at the office (laughs) yes we actually said the same thing last episode did we (laughs) So now people will definitely do it. Yeah, we're a bad influence professionally. Okay. So, without further ado, let's talk about Thy Dungeon Man. It's like 2 seconds long. That's it. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, there's not uh yeah, <laughs> there's not actually a whole lot to talk about this. It's actually more of just an easter egg game. Mm-hmm. Um it was originally packaged with um one of the Strong Bad emails uh, where he's talking about video games. At the end, there's an Easter egg where you can open up Thy Dungeon Man and yeah. play it. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought they just made it afterward. I Pretty didn't... sure it's an Easter egg. That's cool. um, if that's not true, I'll cut this part out okay. <laughs> when I'm editing. <laughs> I believe it. The, the Homestar Runner wiki said so. Okay. The wiki wouldn't lie to us. No, of course not. The wiki. Um, but Yeah, but the game is also available independently mm-hmm. on HomeStarRunner.com. But yeah, it's pretty much just a gag game. Um, it takes like five minutes to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you guys have any <laughs> any thoughts on it? <laughs> I, I like the part where you go Dennis. Well, I, yeah, I, I went Dennis. Yeah, we all went, went Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> it's good to go Dennis sometimes. I I like that the the that Runner in general. Has, has a it seems like it has a fairly like re- I don't know. It's got a recurring theme of all the, of like making fun of old adventure games mm-hmm like they've got all those floppy disks referencing king's quest and Police quest and whatever right right you can tell they they really loved these games because they played them a lot growing up so yeah it yeah as far as just like making fun of uh text adventure games uh-huh. just kind of as a lark i think that the dungeon man works really well just because you know they put things deliberately in the game to make fun of how crummy the text parsers were mm-hmm. back then like you know you can't get E Flask, and it doesn't tell you why. Why? Why can't you get Yee Flask? If you try getting E Flask over and over, they'll let you get E Flask. This really? Yeah. Uh-huh. In the first one? Yes. Can't, do you die? Losing. I didn't know that. Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's a load-bearing flask, and then you die. Because the <laughs> <dungeon> crumbles <laughs> around you. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a whole lot of notes for that dungeon, man. My list of notes was like, three points long. Number one was pretty much just a gag game. Point number two was Dennis. And point number three was, what are parapets anyway? What are parapets? I don't know what parapets are. What are they, guys? Uh, I, I Leave a know. comment below if you yeah, know. yeah, send us an email to podcast.com <laughs> with the definition of parapets. Yeah, we don't know how to search for words. If you draw us a picture on tablet paper, <laughs> we'll give you extra points. We'll make we'll right. like that be the cover for the next episode. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I think that's it for Thy Dungeon Man. Let's move on to Thy Dungeon Man 2. (laughs) Thy Dungeon Man 2. This game actually came out the same year as Thy Dungeon Man 1, like a few months later. Hmm. And you get the impression they put a little bit more work (laughs) into Thy Dungeon Man 2. Just a little bit. Um... One thing that's interesting about this is it's not actually available on HomestarRunner.com, which really confused me at first. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to their games page, you have Thy Dungeon Man and Thy Dungeon Man 3, but number two is (laughs) suspiciously absent. Uh So I had to go to the Homestar Runner wiki and find out where is Thy Dungeon Man 2. Apparently, it's only on the VidElectrics site. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, is their fake company that does the games. Oh, Uh yeah, right. Yeah, VidElectrics. I mean hopefully you know who vid electrics is if you're listening to a podcast on homestar runner adventure games, but it's like the, the, the fake, uh, yeah. video game, like Nintendo, Atari knockoff company that makes all these games. Um, I think there are... anyways, in, in some ways I kind of like that just because it's like this little, you know, Easter mm. egg that you find just by kind of trolling through like the homestar runner lore on the internet. It's true. It's not just like up available up front. You, you kind of have to dig for it. There are actually a few other games I think that you can only play on, a bit electric site right like they're not yeah, it has that it has that kind of scavenger hunt feel that you get from you know like where things are not like logically organized and you can uncover mm-hmm. little nuggets of fun just by kind of roaming yeah. around on the internet that's true of their whole site basically <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it's very random kind of fun that way even though right. it makes no sense yeah mm-hmm. anyway so what did you guys think of like dungeon man 2 um I, I i liked it a lot it was alternatingly really great and also kind of frustrating. Mm. I like I... the part where you die because you forgot to unplug the plugs. <laughs> 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 yes, if you forget to unplug your nose, you die. That, that made me laugh each time, even though it was frustrating uh-huh. because it's so stupid. I like all the snarky all, like the snarky parser and then also like just all the stupid dialogue. Yeah, I think like my opinion is that The Dungeon Man 2 is the funniest of the three. Like the parser is the mm, funniest. It's probably true, but it's also the most frustrating. Like you said, like there's some pretty unforgiving uh, mm-hmm. game design decisions. Well, it's like I was trying to unplug my nose, and I was I was, just, I was trying to remember what I had typed in originally, but I couldn't. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to do the opposite of it. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't work. It was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to use uh, the word plug and unplug. Well, like if you say hold nose, you can't. You can't un- unhold nose. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, like I did a... find that I was I was fighting with the text parser quite a bit. And then there's, like, this. trying to get past uh, Percy at the first of the game. Yeah. yeah, that was really frustrating because you think that there's a puzzle there. Right. But there's, like, well, no way to get past him seems, other than just... It seems fairly evident that you have to give him your loin cheesecloth, but it's like... Right. Uh, but you <laughs> can't do it. And it, it's like, when you try to do it, it doesn't give you any indication of, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing that because X, it just acts like it doesn't know what you're talking about. So it feels... And then that's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically i was was gonna say it's doubly frustrating because there's like a non-puzzle there you can't give him the cheese loincloth and doesn't give you any indication Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to but then at the end of the game that's like the solution to the final puzzle is you have to give him the cheese loincloth but it Mm -hmm. like it got blocked off in my brain because i tried it so many (laughs) right every every way that i could phrase the sentence give cheese loincloth nothing worked and then like i didn't didn't even occur to me to try it again at the end of the game um, but, I but, yeah, th- there were were some like fake out puzzles that I did really enjoy. Like when you're in the first room, like you're searching everywhere for a key and then it turns uh, out that the door was unlocked the whole time. <laughs> like I thought that was that was pretty great. That was that was good. It's it's pretty cleverly designed. It, it it's very uh reminiscent of like how unforgiving like the old text parser games are. Uh-huh. Like when you when you get through the maze and it's like reminding you that you're slowly dying and you get to the other side of the maze, you get that sense of like Panicked urgency that you you you'd used to get when you'd play a text game, mm-hmm. and like you knew that there was impending doom and you had to like figure out how to phrase your sentence correctly in so many turns yeah, yeah, before yeah. you died. Yeah, that maze. It's got a. The game has a really weird dreamlike quality too, because it's like you're in like a medieval like jail, and then you go into a hallway and you go into like your boss's office. Mm-hmm. You're going through, and there's like this room where there's a rat that bites you, and there's no way to get around it. And you go through like a maze, and, you, and the other side of the maze is like a hospital and a kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no logical connection for any of these rooms to be here, right? Except right. I guess you're in a castle with like an op- kind of with like with like an office boss manager room in it. <laughs> I, I think my favorite. I think my favorite puzzle might have been when you go talk to the doctor in the hospital. And he says, "I'm very busy now. can it wait." And you just type in "no," and then that's the solution. <laughs> I of know that puzzle. was good too. They <laughs> do so, a lot of puzzles like that. In these yeah, uh, home start games. My favorite puzzle was the uh Hong girl, mongrel, long girl puzzle. Oh yeah, right when I when I figured that out, figured out what the mechanic was. There, I was like, "This is great." This I know it brilliant. was so wonderful. <laughs> and then he says such wonderful stuff, like, "It's just a little crush, ye bellows." <laughs> And a little yeah, dead. the, the never main character, hurt the main character of the dungeon man, reminded me of Roger Wilco from Space mm-hmm. Quest. S- but I think probably just because he was wielding a mop and attacking people with oh, a yeah. mop. this is true. He just seemed, he seems so pathetic, and it's just like, I know what is, what's even happening. I like how you can just take off your cheese loincloth and wander around the game naked. Mm-hmm. And it just lets you do that. Nobody no, comments no one, but about no it. No one asks you why. You know, it's not so important. <laughs> Uh okay cool any other thoughts on the dungeon man 2 you can still get e flask there, there's there's no flask because no fl- there's no, f- there's there's no, no flask, no flask because you can type th- get e flask and you get points you can't get all the points unless you get <laughs> e flask <laughs> apparently i didn't try hard enough to get e flask when i played through these you also so get- i didn't even bother with the first one then the second one there was no flask so like i ain't <laughs> You're getting just not E-flask. trying hard enough. <laughs> you also get points for looking at the p- picture of david bowie <laughs> I did appreciate the picture of David Bowie. <laughs> Rip David Bowie. Uh, did David Bowie die? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, thy Dungeon Man Three. This one I think uh, might be my favorite of all three. So it just, um, probably just so true. I can, just so I could say this, uh, so you can know the level of skill I have at these games. <laughs> I had to use a guide for each of the Dungeon Man game, including the first one, because I I couldn't figure out how to say it, give Dennis the thing in the first one. I a guide. <laughs> um, to... Alex, Alex, I'm curious. Are you going to participate with us when we do Zork in a few months? Yes, I will persevere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it with a guide though. <laughs> guide. Ah. Are, you, are you excited to defeat the Cyclops at the first that totally doesn't have a secret puzzle you wouldn't know about? Texture of the heads up. I am excited. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the so main it, the main difference with thy Dungeon Man 3 is that we get to behold thy graphics. Yes, and there are it presents us with graphical interface in mm-hmm. addition to the text parser. It's not a graphical interface, it's just like pictures. What's well, a, yes. I, I, In the olden days, this was considered to be graphical interface. But it, it's like that—they're not, not moving pictures. Well, okay, maybe interface is the wrong word. Well, but it's graphics. It's, it's gra- good, it's good graphics. graphics. Good graphics. Good graphics. This is like the first one that's like not really a joke game, and it feels like right, right. it's actually intended to be an actual game that you sit down and play. It feels like yeah, it feels like a very well designed, well rounded like actual game, and it's also like it felt like. Absolutely accurate to um, like early nineteen eighties uh, mm-hmm. text and graphic adventure games. Like as soon as you get out of the first dungeon and it like drops you at the crossroads, like mm-hmm. I got this rush of nostalgia because it was like, oh yeah, I remember playing these games. This is exactly yeah. I used to wander. I disagree. Talk to people. <gasps> Disagreement. Uh, I don't know. I, don't know I It's not like all. those old games. I, I I didn't like it very much. Oh <laughs> no! What did you not like about it? It's so hard. So <laughs> so I had to not use a guide on this one because as counting Anton as a guide because he was over my shoulder. but oh, That's true. <sighs> I played it at the same time. I think it was, it was probably... It was definitely harder than that Dungeon Man 2. I don't remember what mm-hmm. puzzle we had stuck on and we played it. There's one puzzle that was just like really... Oh, you had to look really under dumb. the log. Oh, yeah. We didn't think to look inside the log. But... Oh, really? That was obvious... Well, like, I think if you well, look in Log, it's, he says, try looking inside Log. Yeah, I know. We didn't think about that, because, yeah. You're yes. dumb. <laughs> if, you're, if you're playing with the adventure game mentality where you examine everything in every room, then you're probably fine. I thought that this game had a nice variety of puzzles, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just everything was pick up objects and use objects on other uh-huh. things. Like, there was a nice mix of, like, like, there's this one part where someone describes... A person that you need to go find in a tavern and you have to remember their facial details you also have to remember their name so you can be like talk to you know type in the name yeah 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 right like character or something i know it is is excellent I like that it presents you with like six faces with like tiny variations on like whether they have a mustache or not or an eye patch mm-hmm. and you have to identify who's the right person and uh yeah i liked the sandwich shop puzzle where it's like it says it's closed, but you have to go knock on the window yeah. to get the attention of someone inside to get catch ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was just a very well-designed game. Like mm-hmm. It felt like I was playing a real game and not like a joke Homestar Runner Yeah, game. it was a lot of fun. And then um, you get you flask. And it's, you get you flask at the end of the day. It's awesome. I so also thought that the text parser was a lot better in this game. That's also true. Like, it was true. still somewhat frustrating, but it seems like they improved it quite a bit. Yeah, you don't have the same experience of being like, did I type that in right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was like a, maybe a notch down in terms of humor from *The Dungeon Man* 2, just because it was a little more structured, and like they were trying to do like an actual game rather than just like a, you know, absolutely insane. Text only game. You know they were trying to make it a little bit more straight laced. Yeah, it's true. But it was still really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed all the uh, graphics based on just pictures of actual people. Like uh, yeah, I liked that too. Like Matt as the uh, vegetable card guy. <laughs> <Is> right. This he... <laughs> 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 makes such... or, or the uh, the monk guy who cooks you in the stew pot. He's just all the characters make such goofy faces. Right. Yeah, like putting like real faces in there, but. Pixelating them, yeah you know, like taking so much quality out yeah, that was another thing that I thought was very accurate to uh to actually okay. like early 1980s text games yeah like secret of monkey Island where they battle got all those right, full, right, right. realistic people in the scum bar it's like right, what? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah um, which uh which the dungeon man was you guys' favorite oh probably the third one yeah I think it's it's the best best designed game of all of them Probably the most mm-hmm. fun to play. Right. Though Dungeon alex... Man 2, I like a lot. Alex? Yeah, what? Alex. alex what What? Which one was your favorite, Thy Dungeon Man? 3, just because it made more sense. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> I take it back. What? Because it wasted less of my time. Ah. Oh. Dunge- Dungeon so. Man 3 d- definitely did make more sense. It felt, like you said, it was a lot less like a fever dream and more like a coherent, straight laced. Video uh-huh. game world. I think if I were to suggest to someone They go out and play Thy Dungeon Man I would say to do it in order Because it does kind of ramp you up Like if you just start with Thy Dungeon Man 3 like You might get discouraged uh. and quit But Thy Dungeon Man 1 is so short and easy It like builds up your confidence Like I can do these text parser games And then you do Thy Dungeon Man 2 And it's a little harder and longer mm-hmm. And then Thy Dungeon Man 3 is probably the longest Well it's also the most approachable So it's like It depends on who you're talking to I guess Yeah it's people who have played text don't games play before them. Any of them. Uh, that's that's probably the best <laughs> strategy really. Avoid video <laughs> games. Become a hermit. Don't don't play video games. Stop listening to this podcast. It rots your brain, kid. Turn off TV. Go read and some go Shakespeare read, books. Read, I know read, you haven't. Yes. Go everyone educate has, yourself. Everyone has Shakespeare books. They're around here somewhere. I think they're like free on the Amazon Peasants store.
1: Cousin's quest. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yes peasant's quest uh, this is a little bit of a, a shift in focus from thy dungeon man's the di- the blah, 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 the, di- the uh, thy dungeon man <laughs> games were making fun of like older text parser games but peasant's quest is sort of like attacking a different era of adventure games it's sort of like the early sierra yeah. agi like king's quest and space quest mhm um and this was actually like um, when Telltale announced *Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People* back in 2008, I had never heard of *Homestar Runner*. I didn't know anything about it, but I had played Sierra games, and so *Peasant's Quest* was like my entry point into the *Homestar Runner* universe. Your entry and so drug, like, yeah, right—the the gateway drug. It was—it was like the—the—the uh, the, the thing that I was able to get a handle on and like understand. Oh, okay, I, I get this sense of humor. This, I can—I can get into this, right? Because the whole thing is so absurd. It's like if you're not already in on the joke, it's like how—how how do you? like watch this. right yeah yeah the, like homestar runner is built entirely like on in jokes that like twist in on themselves <laughs> it's like you're either in or you're not yeah they have a very unique sense of humor right all the ways that they like take normal english words and they just use them weirdly or wrongly yeah it's just so so entertaining and i just i enjoy it so much yeah i know their mangled english is the best um Anyway, but yeah, if you just like approach it as just a game by itself, it is like pretty much a pitch perfect parody of like King's Quest One, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like right down to the the main character sprite. I think that they probably just pasted over <laughs> the Graham sprite from King's Quest One like... and, and just yeah, pretty much. I could see it. Um. So, what, do you guys have any specific thoughts on Peasants Quest? Uh, it's like that Engine Man Three in that it, ha- it has no. a good amount of variety in the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's all. And it was. I, I. was a little frustrated by it. Okay. Also here's, because... here's the deal. Of peasants' okay. quest it is probably the most poorly designed of all the Hope Star Runner games. What? Oh! because because the hit boxes are so small, and the fact that you have to type in a command every time you want to try it, it's like that puzzle in t- Full Throttle, where you have to kick the wall. No, the right spot, not really, the whole game. But, Alex. This is just like. Part and parcel with this whole game design style, like all of these right. games were like this. But there's these pebbles yeah. you have to pick up, and they look like they are the environment. So you just ignore them. Okay, the pebbles were a little hard to find, just because they don't mention it when you look at the room. Right. I just so they're like, oh, there are pebbles over there. I'm gonna try to pick them up, and it's like, oh, that yeah. worked. No, it's not. clear. I, might, Alex, but. I do I do agree with you in some ways because they're they're like. Every time I play Peasants Quest, I want to do the throw baby joke just because it's funny. Uh-huh. But it's so hard to find the hitbox for like where exactly on the shore you're supposed to stand to throw the baby in the lake. Yeah. Oh, did you guys do all the baby sub quests? Oh, I did some of them. I didn't. I, I didn't realize like the first couple of times I played Peasants Quest that you can get all these like random extra items. See, I didn't by, either. Like, you can't get the all baby. the points then, unless you do that. Yeah, and then it, like you have to use them at the end during the uh, the the truck door like guards. You have to give them all the random stuff that the baby got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that you can put the baby in the well and then you drop the bucket down. <laughs> you can give him to the innkeeper and he gives you his old man pills. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, if you put the baby in the well and then you just leave the screen with the baby still in there, then you die. <laughs> <laughs> what, really? You die? Yes. You, you, you get a game over for being a bad parent. <laughs> but The game doesn't punish you for throwing the baby in the lake. No, well, because it comes back with the uh... with the soda. Yeah. Well, I can swim. Also, I like that you can type in "die" in Peasant's Quest uh-huh. and you just die right on the spot. That was also true of, uh, by Dungeon Man Two. I, right. didn- I didn't try it in Three, but yeah, it's pretty great. Um, you can also I when, don't... when you're putting the baby through the hole in the cottage you can be type deploy baby and then it'll, <laughs> it'll do the puzzle <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best oh also with that hole I didn't realize this until I was reading about it later but if you try to go into it yourself then it'll be like haha, you wouldn't fit in there unless you cut off your head and arms and he- legs so then you can type in cut off head and arms and legs and it'll be <laughs> <laughs> what, what does the game do? the game will be like no you can't do that <laughs> it's like, they're like, don't even try. And then if you type in try, then it'll be like, okay. And then you lose because you cut off your head. <laughs> your so <laughs> this is so great. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you guys had this experience or not, but like, th- I found the text parser to be more frustrating in this game than it was in Thy Dungeon Man. That, definitely. that was definitely true. Like, I was kind of discouraged from doing stupid stuff like that just because I, I was having such a hard time, like, completing the main tasks. Yeah, that's Like, true. fighting with the text parser.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did
0: like, though, if you type in map randomly, the game will just say we can we can neither confirm nor deny the presence of a map in this game. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize there was a map. This is... Oh, yeah, I didn't either. See, this is why I use guides. <laughs> so I had a good map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember in particular I had trouble with the whole puzzle because I wasn't using the right word. I forgot like what, which words I was having trouble with, but it was like I couldn't get the baby to go... I couldn't move the stone to get the baby oh, to go yeah. in the hole. I was just, yeah, that one was frustrating me. I was just, like, not finding the right synonym. Well, I got... Uh, st- yeah, in general, it wasn't too bad. See, I got stuck at the first of the game, because I got the rocks, and I was trying to put them in the bucket in the well. But then he, the parser mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, you don't want to lose all your rocks or whatever. And I was, yeah. And then I, I didn't realize, you have to try to turn the crank before the game will even let you put the rocks in the bucket. Huh. That's and, interesting. And that, that threw me off for, like, a good ten minutes. I also had a lot of trouble throwing the feed in the lake and I don't know what the whole hang-up was. If you try to give thanks to the fisherman other than feed, mm-hmm. or I think this works for the feed too, if you try to give it directly to him, he just that's shouts that's at you and that says, that won't work for fish bait. The, the uh, And then the narrator says the fisherman shouts it at it in an unnecessarily harsh volume. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was great. There's just like this like very matter-of-fact kind of like uh-huh. tongue in, tongue-in-cheek way of like describing things it was, it was very uh yeah I, I laughed out loud several times it was just so so uh, well written mm-hmm. I don't remember who it is that you're talking to but there's somebody else who's like men- mentioned some item that you need it's Like they mentioned it suggestively as though <laughs> so to say oh yes I, this, is, this is the item you need I like when you leave the baby house the narrator just randomly says this place is dead anyway <laughs> it's so <laughs> great <laughs> this game has a lot of great dialogue yeah, really. When you get the you get the mask then it's like, Oh, this thing could scare a horse. It's like Right <laughs> cue you in there. I like that you can um, stand in front of Dongolev when he's practicing shoot archery on the tree and just get killed by like standing <laughs> in the way of his arrows. Like he would stop. I didn't even I didn't even try it that. It was great. I just walked in there just to see what would happen. And it came up with this little text box and it was like, Surely he wouldn't shoot you, right? And then he shoots you and it's like oh never mind. Yeah, you almost get the impression that they spent more time on like these little random like rabbit trail mm-hmm. things that you can do than on the actual game. <laughs> it was it was very well designed though. Yeah, I thought like by and large, pretty much all the puzzles were pretty logical. Mm-hmm. I like the Trogdor voice at the end also. Oh, that was great. Oh yeah, that was that was cool that they tr- voiced. You should, you should describe Trogdor's voice to the listeners at home. Oh, uh, could... it was like it was like a robotic like Microsoft Sam. Like they tried to. Like, imagine if you tried to record a human voice in, like, 1984 Yeah, <laughs> with I a mean, computer. That's kind of what you'd get on the other end. I think they had some sort of voice synthesizers back then, so maybe that's what they used. I don't know. Yeah. See, I'm thinking, now that I say that, like, I'm remembering Space, Space Quest Three. There's, like, one line of spoken dialogue in, <laughs> like, 1989. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it- but it was, like, a nice, uh, I don't know, pastiche of, like, mm-hmm. kind of clunky, like, Sound recording technology that you might expect from that type of game. Mm-hmm. So this game also started out as like a an in, as a joke in a Strong Bad email, right? This spun it off into an actual game. I am not. Yeah, I think it's so because one of them starts fun. off with Strong Bad trying to like give the Carrick yeah. a cold one. A mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "Give Carrick a cold one," and then yeah. he gets killed by the Carrick. Make friends with the Carrick. I tried typing that in, and then the parser the parser was like, "It didn't work for Strong Bad, and it's not going to work for you." Right now, I'm curious because I don't know like what the origin point of Peasant's Quest is, because it became like this big thing in the Strong Bad mm-hmm. universe. You know, they—they they did the game, and then they did like a fake movie trailer, and then it was like a, a huge part of the last episode of Strong Bad's cool game for attractive mm-hmm. people. And well, so it's probably an outgrowth of uh, of the Trogdor song. Because they have the Trogdor song yeah. where ruminating all the cottages. And all the peasants. Right. That's that's true. It probably originated from the Trogdoor email. Um sorry, I'm getting I'm getting lost <laughs> on the, the Home Star Runner wiki. I, I'm not sure if I can figure out where what the origin point is here. Um Yeah. Look it up for yourself, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh it, anyway, I just love how much like information is on the home Store Runner wiki. Like, it's so impressive. It's just like, it's so ridiculous, right? It's, like Every last detail and every last reference is totally cataloged. And it's, it's amazing. It's the best. Like on the, uh, on the telltale episodes, when they're doing their special thanks during the credits, they list the home Store Runner wiki and the special thanks <laughs> just because I'm sure that the telltale guys had to refer to it several times to make sure that they were getting yeah. like, all the references correct. This is true. So, would you say that Peasant's Quest is a better uh, experience than Thy Dungeon Man 3? No, Peasant's Quest. I think it's, it's, the parser is more frustrating, but I think it's overall a better game. Yeah. Like I said, this was like my entry point to the Homestar Runner universe, so I'm a little bit biased, I guess. But like, this was the thing that hooked me on Homestar Runner. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really. I guess the puzzle puzzle structure. I don't remember the puzzle structure in The Identity Man. Well, that was pretty linear too. i was gonna say they're mm-hmm. both pretty linear. But the Peasants Quest, it's like they give you the three tasks like they do in so many adventure games. Right. You have to complete them in order because you can't be on fire like a peasant until you until you uh, dress like a peasant. And you can't dress like a peasant until you like kill the character to- and get right, the Right. Because the the rain doesn't start until after you've killed right. the carrick and you so, can't fall so down, so down in the mud. See, it's it's very it's actually more linear than you'd think. That's true, I hadn't thought of that I think that that kind of lent itself to why I was being frustrated Because there's only one thing I could be doing And I knew what it was supposed to be And I was like, I don't know how, how why why isn't this working I was kind of frustrated by the map design Because of that river Like if yeah. I was trying to get somewhere just by like walking around Like if I was going in the wrong direction I'd get blocked by the river and I'd have to like circle all the way no, around the map I know, that, that was silly um, Dims de breaks Dims de breaks de breaks <laughs> Anyway, uh so that's Peasant's Quest, Alex. Do you have any closing thoughts? Eh. Yeah.
1: Eh. Yeah.
0: Eh, yeah. okay. Final review. So, <laughs> eh from Alex. Oh, sorry, that's actually I, a pretty that's a side. pretty glowing review from Alex, all things considered. <laughs> How does it compare to the the uh, Peasant's Quest Snow Globe game? Oh, uh I like the Peasant's Quest Snow Globe better. Okay. So, Dangerous Grumisode 1.
1: Nobody do anything dangerous!
0: By the way, there is no episode 2 or, 3 or 4. What? There's no uh, Rumisode 2 or 3. There's just I know. 1. No, I know, but that's just what they called it. They called it Dangerous episode 1. Behind the Danger Desk. I like um, that it's a... Uh, well, I, I like it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. It's like one of those classic like adventure game scenes where they lock you mm-hmm. in a room with a limited number of resources and you have to try to MacGyver yep. your way out of a situation. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. It's I think that this is like a uh, a nice I mean I hope that the Chapmans do more adventure games someday but this is a nice capstone to like their yeah. library of like adventure game parodies because you started out with like, Dungeon Man as like the early like text parser games and then mm-hmm. you kind of transition to Peasant's Quest and then Dangerous Room Episode 1 is kind of like lampooning like the Sierra LucasArts era of games where mm-hmm. it's like full screen like point yeah. Yeah, and click games they nailed playing. that pretty well like down to like the uh you know the music synthesizer that they were using and like the uh you mm-hmm. know pixelated art approach that they were using like it felt pretty accurate to like a like I don't know like a later sierra game mm-hmm. I like the part where the first or strong Bad's like nobody do anything he crashes it through <laughs> the oh, wow. yeah I like that they put some like uh some low quality voices at yeah the game. so it was so very like it was very very nostalgic of like old adventure games yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, kind of going off what you said, Anton, I thought that the, uh, all the puzzles were very well designed, like, just in terms of it being, like, a locked in one room, you have to think your way out of the situation, like, mm-hmm. they, they, like, you had a limited number of resources available to you, but they, like, did some, you know, pretty clever, like, you know, use and reuse of the same things yeah. over and over. Right, and they... They're... I thought it was very nicely designed. They also did the whole, uh... Three things you have to get done, but I don't think you—you could do them. Mm, there, you could change up the order a little bit because they're mostly independent, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was nice and self-contained and and crispy adventure game goodness. <laughs> um, I was a little frustrated by the Wazda controls. Yeah, I felt like I kept having strong bits say. I need to Wazda myself closer. All right. I mean, I I know technically why they did that. Just because they oh, they didn't yeah. want to have to do the whole pathfinding thing. Right. Yeah, pathfinding is hard. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really good, though. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I had trouble with the Wazda because I would get caught on the desk when I was trying to go behind it. Oh yeah, I had that problem too. Like the desk uh, hitbox was too big. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was all I don't know. They had lots of lots of goofy puzzles and goofy animations, and it was all very. Right. I think I think my favorite puzzle was the uh, unsolved stamp. Where you uh-huh. had to, like, get the case file and, like, put the solved stamp, or the unsolved stamp on it in just the right way so that it looked like it yeah. was solved. Oh, did you miss it? <laughs> did you ever. Oh, yeah. If you miss it, you instantly lose the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you get this cutscene, strong, but it's like, oh, no, I don't get enough ink to, to do it again. And then it cuts to him in jail. <laughs> and it's like, or did I? And then it goes back. Or did I? Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it reminded me of, like, um,. Uh, Sam and Max hit the road in some ways. It's just in kind of the, the dingy, like, just using bits of junk to to get things done kind mm-hmm. of approach. Is that what Sam I... and Max is like? Kind of, yeah. You, you collect a bunch of odds and ends that seem useless, but then you, like, combine them together in really weird ways. I thought you were going to say because of the crooked cop thing. Well, that too. Yeah, the crooked Being cop in, in that, office. in the, the noirish office. And... Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I really like that Dangerous it. is a crooked cop. And this, yeah, he he admits he that he's oh, a crooked he cop and a celebrity pharmacist. Oh, okay. Private Eye, a crooked cop. <laughs> okay, I thought. But he... he only works alone, except when he works with Ronaldo, which is all the time. Which is all the time. Dangerous, dangerous. I, I thought he was a crooked cop. This no, is no... Really sad now. This is he's his, this is his per- job title. Crooked. I think it's printed yeah. on the window. It's is... printed on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. private eye, crooked cop <laughs> so great um, yeah, one other thing I wanted to bring up about this was um, at the time it came out in like late 2008, this was like concurrent with Telltale doing their Strong Bad School Game for Attractive People mm-hmm. series I was feeling very frustrated at the time with how easy um, the Telltale episodes were turning out in terms of uh, puzzles mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't being very challenged so like when this came out, like sort of in the midst of all that I, it was like a big breath of fresh air to me that it was like this uh i don't know It was just a, a pretty strong contrast to the approach that telltale mm-hmm. took with their dangerous three episode which i felt was very puzzle light i mean mm-hmm. I, I have other thoughts on this when we get to the, the strong bed episode but i don't know i don't feel as strongly about that now that um you know yeah uh, time has passed and I'm, i don't feel as passionate about telltale having to make their games uber hard mm-hmm. um telltale's game. i don't don't know do you guys have, have any thoughts anymore they're just cutscenes. Okay. Oh, shots fired! <laughs> 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 let's let's not fire shots today. And yeah, this is much more of a classic adventure game approach to puzzles, though. Right? Yeah, which is fitting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Given that that's like the whole idea that they're they're parodying that old type of genre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. The co- now. I'm a little sad that they didn't do more of these. <laughs> well. It's like it's like that's that was right around this, the time when the site stopped being updated. So it's like right. This was kind of like yeah, at the tail end of like the Homestar Runner boom mm-hmm. of content. Where yeah, two thousand eight was kind of the last year they were doing things regularly. and two thousand nine, was when it started to taper off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, then did the um, Christmas episode that was very climactic. Uh yeah, they they still do stuff every now and then. It's just not as uh as active as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. It seems I'm glad that yeah, they're yeah, working on fine. doing other things. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, do you do you guys have any last thoughts on Dangerous Room Episode One? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to rank rank all five games against each other, which would be the best? The top one would be Danger Desk. The next one oh. would be Dungeon Man Three and then all the rest are garbage and you can sort them <laughs> as you choose. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. I want to say I want to put Peasant's Quest on top because it seems mm. the most. Uh... I don't know. It's got the mo- it's got more length to it than Dangerous, but it's also like got a little bit more content to it than Night Engine Man, like a little more substance. Hmm. And then probably Danger or Desk would be second, and then Thy Dungeon Man Three would be a close third. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Thy Dungeon Man Two and One would be on bottom, just because it's yeah. not really so much of a game. Not it's really a sort game. Of a, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. uh... I don't know. I'm I'm torn between Thy Dungeon Man Three and Peasant's Quest as the top spot because mm-hmm. they both have their own merits. Um, I mean, I like them for different reasons, and yeah. you know, they've, they've each got their own. Uh, Little foibles. It's true. Um, so if I had to tie those for the first two spots, probably three for me would be Dangerous, Rumisode 1. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that the two yeah. Dive Dungeon Mans at the bottom, just because, like you said, they're kind of just larks rather than mm-hmm. actual games. Well, Dive Dungeon Man 2 is really good. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the. Yeah, it's a fun experience. I don't know if I would like consider it like I um, I don't know, like a full-blown game that I would come back to like to play you know yeah i i don't know i played i played them a while back back when homester runner was more of a thing mm-hmm. and i always i always really enjoyed the hongrel mongrel mongrel puzzle i don't know <laughs> it just really st- stuck with me as being like oh man that was so clever i really love this puzzle right so i i like i like the uh the way that you have to type in strike Midlin Midlin. yeah i know it's so great it's so wonderful the mangled uh, up like ye oldy English was great too. Like we were talking earlier about the the Chapman's penchant for mangled English, and, like mm-hmm. that carried over even to like all the ye oldy stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and know. They it's... would random they would randomly stick in the letter F where were supposed to be S's just because <laughs> of like the old like kind of old script S. Mm-hmm. Like August. It was just so great. It was great, yeah. 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 Cool. So where's so the egg? Do any of Where's an again? egg? Is guys? it an adventure game? that is true should we put where's an egg on the list i don't know man or do they have enough other adventure games on their site that we could do like a second episode for i don't know do they have any do they have any other proper adventure games besides where's an egg well where's an egg is more of a logic puzzle right where's Where's, what's Where's where's an egg oh man it's that one where you're like going to all the different airports and it's like in russian and you have to like trade items with people it's very esoteric is this some star still? Yeah, it's yeah. like this is called "Where's an Egg," and all the all the text isn't like Cyrillic letters, and you're trying to like <laughs> solve this. You're trying to I don't know. You're investigating something. I guess you're trying to find where the egg is. And you're in, right. talking to all these people, and somebody's lying to you, and you have one bullet. And if you shoot the wrong person, you like go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to find who has the egg, and you shoot them. Right. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if that, I don't think that counts. Let's, let's put lots mind. of question marks next to it, and. And yes. <laughs> where's an egg? Question mark, question mark. What? Well there you go. So there you go, you got some bonus discussion on where's an egg. There you Save go. Charge. Nah, no price. No. No, no. Price. no twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Okay. Pay us twenty bucks if you listen to this podcast. <laughs>
1: yes. You okay, got caught, so, so this would be free, didn't you? you. <laughs> or
0: else wash dishes in the Ridgeway Films kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah, um, we we hope to do more of these, um, just little off the cuff, like mini discussions on, you know, whatever's going on. This is in like an hour gaming, long. The Isn't community it mini. This is my we've well, only been recording for like forty five minutes. It's half the length of a regular episode, Alex. Right, that's true. That counts that, as mini. That uh, oh, what was it that Broken Age episode? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was something else. That was a joy to edit, not uh, I know. I feel like that will probably be the kingpin of long episodes for a while just I hope so. I hope we don't have another like discussion like well, a two and a half hour long thing. No no other games have been that controversial recently in the world yeah. of adventure games. Or if ever. I guess Phantasmagoria was controversial but for different reasons. I wasn't really yeah. uh chiming in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, clearly, Alex, it's all your fault that these episodes drag on. Ah, that's you true. Keep, you keep interrupting us with your contrary thoughts. It's because we're trying to talk about how great adventure games are, and then you disagree and you say that some adventure games are bad. and that's just, just pooping all over our parade, man. Well, oh, I'm sorry. The I mean, guy's got to go. The guy's got to go. Uh, and with that, <laughs> with so that, long <laughs> next time. Viewers. until next time. Until next time. Um, yeah, we'll catch you guys later to our very mature podcast. Threecast. Threecast. It's dot com.